What's up, Earth citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews Kathleen Lecco, a former Marine who's now a media studies major. Kathleen talks about why she joined the military, what brought her to Quinnipiac, and she even takes a shot at answering some trivia about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch. He's the dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Kathleen, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's go back a little bit and tell me you're graduating from high school. And what was the decision that you made to delay going to college and to enter the Marines? So it was something that was kind of always on my mind as far as wanting to do the military. And both of my grandparents on both sides, my grandpa and my other grandpa, one was Navy and one was Marine Corps. So I kind of knew that those were the two that I was going to kind of battle up against of which one I wanted to go to. So from there, that kind of was my deciding factor of I always wanted to serve and then really deciding the branch was doing my research and going to both of them, both sides of the recruiters and figure out kind of which one I would fit better into. And as Marine Corps is Department of the Navy, I feel like I kind of got both in, in that kind of sense of going in the Marine Corps route. So from there, I you know did all the paperwork I needed to. I swore in um, into my senior year of high school. And then I graduated high school at Friday and I left for boot camp Monday. So it was a pretty quick turnaround for me um, as far as transitioning right into the military. And why did you want to do it other than your grandparents? My my grandfather was in the Navy as well. It was kind of just one of those things where it's, you've always, you know, heard about it and seen it, you know, in media, movies, things of that nature. And it was just something that always kind of drawed to me. And then actually reading about different people as far as, you know, that have done all these selfless acts. And it was, you know, that's something that I've always been intrigued by. And I always wanted people to kind of give back, but in a bigger, broader spectrum versus, you know, I love doing community service as is. And it was something that if I can do it on a bigger scale and maybe impact more people, um, it was definitely something that was going to hit home harder for me. And even again into my senior year, I was on the cheerleading squad. So having a lot of people that were under me too, um, that I was pretty much looking as a mentor of, it was just a great experience to even having, you know, some of the freshmen coming in, you know, you're going in the Marine Corps. That's something I always was kind of interested in. So even having on that leadership aspect of such young age was really cool to be able to have people look up to me on that kind of light. And then kind of rolling into the Marine Corps again, really doing a broader spectrum. So when I deployed overseas, I got to do a lot of community service, helping out different orphanages, whether it was building, painting, and kind of, again, like that mentorship. So it was really cool to do more of like a humanitarian side, as well as, you know, serving, protecting my country as well. So what was the hardest part about the Marines? You spent four years in the Marines, right? Yes. Um, I think... Mainly, of course, one of the hardest things was separating yourself, you know, from like that civilian side you once had. And again, of course, being away from your family. Luckily for me, I was in North Carolina, so I was an eight and a half hour drive away, which, um, of course, I did make for most holidays um, that I was able to. And again, you know, really kind of being away from your family definitely took a toll at times where, you know, the last 
thing you'd want to be doing, you know, at the end of the day is heading back to, you know, your barracks room and trying to unwind with only a few hours till you had to get up the next day, but really kind of leaning on those fellow Marines, those fellow military members in general that did understand what you're going through definitely helped and it built such a strong camaraderie overall. So it was, it was definitely good to have that support system. But again, you know, being away from your family was really hard. The one thing people always ask about boot camp wise, what was the hardest thing? Really kind of the mental barriers. So something even as simple as I'm afraid of heights <laughs> and there's a lot of obstacle courses that involved heights. So it was, you know, a quick time. I didn't, I didn't have time to sit and think about, you know, that I'm two stories high in the air, climbing up, you know, a ladder, a giant scale ladder. It was, I, you know, I had to do it and I had to do it right then and there or else, you know, probably getting yelled at or something. So it was really like a mental side to that, you know, definitely, you know, you really kind of have to switch up fast, but it was, it's kind of like the old phrase, you know, improvise, adapt and overcome. So that really was something that's been a staple in my life to this day. I don't like heights either. Yeah, no, not a fan. Uh, for me, it's more bridges, like like the the Delaware Bridge. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's not a fan. <laughs> and then it works with all the traffic to coming to and from. So you're sitting there for a hot minute, just scowling yeah. straight ahead and just holding. Yeah. On. All right. So your your four years are coming up in the Marines, and you're thinking about going to college. Uh, how did Quinnipiac come on your radar, and, and what did you think about Quinnipiac. So it's always, I always say this every time. It's always funny when people ask me, you know, my Quinnipiac story and kind of how I discovered it or came across it more or less. So one of my friends I was in the Marine Corps with goes to Quinnipiac, Nate. And, um, you know, he was someone that was a strong mentor to me since the first day I was in my unit. And pretty much from there, it was just, again, you know, growing of a mentorship or friendship overall. So as you know, I'm a big Eagles fan. So I came home for the Super Bowl. And during that time, you know, of course, I was talking to me, hey, you know, I'm going to be up in New Jersey, so on and so forth. And pretty much from there, you know, hey, I'm at school right now. If you want to come up and visit, take a look, because it was something that me and him were talking about, about, of course, Quinnipiac being one of the top four veterans, too. And just, again, in trusting in him, knowing that it was a really good environment and that it would be something that I would enjoy. And as well, knowing it would be good for my major definitely, you know, was that one up as well. So going into that, I came up to Quinnipiac. He contacted his professor and I was able to actually shadow in one of his classes. So it was a pretty cool environment. And again, just pretty much following him around on campus, kind of like a, a little lost puppy. But it was, it was still a pretty cool experience to, you know, really kind of dive in a day of a Quinnipiac student by doing that shadowing. And then kind of branching from there too, I talked to Jason Burke, who's our veteran affairs representative at school. And in suddenly off the bat, it was very reassuring knowing that getting out, it wasn't kind of, you know, I have to rush to get all these paperwork done. And, you know, just that kind of uncertainty of really what I was going to do, even though I knew I wanted to go to college and I knew what I wanted to do for my majors and, you know, projecting in the long term, everything, you know, you never know. It's just one of those things. Even right now, you know, with COVID-19, we weren't, we were expecting it, but probably not as much as what we would think it would end up being as far as having this impact and God forbid we're rolling into next year as well. So again, like I said, improvise, adapt, overcome kind of aspect is what I'm looking at. But 
even then again, like I said, talking to Jason was very reassuring knowing that, you know, everything, I, everything Quinnipiac would have been taken care of on my side. A lot of the paperwork you need for when you get out as well, it just can become a headache. And Jason really leaves that and pretty much gives you a checklist of this is what I need from you. This is what you need to do and helps you along the way and gives you the resources if you need them further. So again, it was just something extremely reassuring off the bat. And even then when I went back down North Carolina, I'm still researching some other colleges. I'm contacting their veteran affairs representatives. And it was just that lack of communication, that lack of reassurance that really was that determining factor of I'm going to Quinnipiac. It's going to be great for my majors. It's overall good for veterans. And again, it's just a good feeling even going, you know, that one day, just walking around campus, seeing other people interact with other people. It was just, you know, a reassuring factor of kind of that camaraderie that I had in the, in the Marine Corps at that time. And through my time that it, you know, definitely solidified it for me pretty much. So you're a media studies major, correct? Yep, media studies. And then I also took on public relations as well last spring. And, and why did you want to go into communications? So I like, so as again, something that I always joke about is, you know, I talk a lot, very outgoing, and it's definitely factors that really push me into, you know, communications in general, you know, communications, you speak, things like that. And then branching off of that, you know, always being fascinated by media and how, you know, social media specifically has taken off. And even then too, I always wanted to do the public relations side as well. So going into that, initially what I wanted to do for my job in the Marine Corps was public relations, the public affairs side, which unfortunately I didn't end up getting that job. It's just, you have to fill the slots kind of thing. But I was able to do that a lot when I was on deployment. So it was one of those things of, you know, having other cousins and siblings and things like that, that have done communications, done public relations and seen how well they like it. And, you know, again, kind of that shadowing aspect I had a cousin that got to do an internship at Hershey Park. So it was pretty cool. You know, even at such a young age, I think it was like eight or eight around 10, maybe. So even at such a young age, you know, I'm just soaking it all up like a sponge and, you know, falling around like, wow, this is so cool. It's such a get to do on a daily basis. And it was just something that seeing the passion in her is kind of what brought it out in me as well. And then again, just being able to do public affairs side while I was in the military too was just such an awesome experience and getting to really, you know, follow around, you know, the Marines I work with on a daily basis and be able to write stories about them that that would then be posted on the Facebook pages and brought back home again to like the families, loved ones, parents, things like that. So again, kind of filling in that what I was talking about earlier about having that kind of gap with your family members and loved ones back at home. I was kind of able to fill that bridge. So it was a really cool experience overall. So is the idea that when you graduate, you want to do military communications or is there another field of communications that you're more interested in? That's definitely still something that's on my radar for sure. I have a lot of my friends that are still in, um, that are in, you know, army, other different military branches reaching out to me. Hey, this is something you should look into. So it's definitely something I'm still going to keep on my radar for sure. But my main two focuses that I would like to work in would be in music or sports, because again, I love my sports. I love Philly sports. So ideally, if I can be able to work in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial, I'll be very happy, very happy for that. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's kind of like my long-term goals. I definitely would like to end up there. And then again, I love music too. So I really want to go the places that I'm extremely passionate about, because as I've already seen, you know, 
being passionate about the military, passionate about the Marine Corps, you know, has helped me and formed me into the Marine I am today, as well as, again, in communications, public relations, being passionate about those. It's easy, you know, to soak up all that information in class. It doesn't feel, you know, forced or painful or, oh, I just I need my degree so I can get a job kind of thing. It's, it's very, you know, what am I going to learn today in class? And, you know, I have my Zoom class tonight with one of my professors and it's just you know again seeing that passion even in the professors too just makes it all worth it so um definitely want to go somewhere i'm passionate so hopefully music maybe like working at a record label or sports hopefully philly so let's hope for that all right quick eagles trivia question here oh god i'm gonna probably gonna mess it up i'm gonna <laughs> get all my friends from this who is chuck bednarik um chuck bednarik B-E-D-N-A-R-I-K, Chuck Bednarik. Is he one of the broadcasters? No. <laughs> it was worth a shot. It's all right. <laughs> look up look up the 1960 uh, NFL championship game when we're done. And, no, when we're done? Okay. And, and, and Chuck Bednarik. I think he went to Penn as well. I was going to say, now that it's in my I feel like he probably went to Temple or Penn State. Yeah, I think he went to Penn. Okay, I'll look it up for sure. So anyway, what do you like most about Quinnipiac? Starbucks is nice. No, <laughs> it's great though, besides the line. Ultimately, I would have to say, um, if we're going to do like top five things, I wouldn't really have necessarily an order, but I definitely like for the veteran side, I like that we have a veterans lounge on campus. Um, it's definitely something that has always been a great experience to have. And since day one, I've been in there, it's, I call it like my second home, pretty much my first home. And, you know, my apartment's the second home because I'm in there more than anything. But it's just a, you know, a room that's over actually in School of Communications. And it's, um, you know, for veterans, we get a key card in and pretty much just hang out with other veterans, talk about classes that we have together, teachers take, um, classes that we enjoyed of, oh, you know, if you're looking into something like this in the arts, this is a great class that I took. This is like what we got to do. So pretty much talking, but then again, having that camaraderie that I had in the Marine Corps was such a great thing to have, again, transitioning over. That was pretty much kind of one of my biggest fears of not really, you know, not fitting in necessarily, but again, having that support system, you know, I have it, of course, back at home, and I still am in contact with all of my friends from the Marine Corps. I actually had a big Zoom meeting with them last weekend. Um, It was hilarious trying to watch them figure it out from my perspective on Zoom. Um, that's for sure. But again, you know, just having, you know, even something as simple as a veteran's lounge is great. And then as the school is growing, you know, veterans are growing. So we're kind of shooting for a bigger spot right now too, with everything going on in the new plan. So hopefully looking into that as well, but I'll definitely say that. Um, another thing I love, I'm on SGA. So having, you know, the SGA suite, again, another place I can be able to kind of balance ideas off of, you know, fellow students. And I just love how it's one of those things, I guess you could say, my first year, my first fall semester, kind of on the outside, seeing stuff that SJA does is great and it's cool, but really kind of being on the inside, that internal aspect of it and, you know, sitting in our meetings and being a part of student experience, getting to advocate on such a bigger spectrum is just, it's so crazy and it's so rewarding. And I just love being a part of something like that and experiencing everybody kind of grow and just come up with these off the wall ideas that I would have never even, it wouldn't have never even crossed my mind. And it's just, it's just such an awesome experience overall. And then again, you know, 
last, I would definitely have to say, you know, coming to campus. We have such a beautiful campus, you know, just don't call the grass. Feel like I'm back in the Marine Corps, you know, we we're, can't call on the grass, the big deal. You know, you get yelled at if you do. So it's kind of funny, you know, walking around campus, seeing people, you know, avoiding it too. So, but again, definitely, you know, the professors, the faculty, admin, everybody, it just really makes the experience worthwhile. And it's just great to know too that anything, you know, that crosses my mind that's happened in a previous class, I can always reach out to a professor and say, hey, blah, 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 whatever the case is, or, you know, just anything really in the news. Anytime I see, for example, anything legal related, I'm always, always, always going straight to emailing one of my old professors that I had for media law. It's just nothing but good things. Kirsten Westner was your media law professor. Yeah, yep, I had, I had her. Yep, Dr. Westner's awesome. I've been, yeah. I've been trying so hard to get into her um, capstone class for celebrity culture because she talks yeah. so much about it. I'm like, oh God, hopefully I can get into it. So. Yeah, Kirsten's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Kathleen, I think that's going to do it. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. It's been great uh, to, to hear your story. That was Chris Rausch interviewing former Marine and Media Studies major Kathleen Mucko. Uncommon Grounds is a podcast hosted by Chris Rausch. He's the Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by me, David DeRoche, and I also did the music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other apps. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. Do you have a story to share, something you want us to talk about? You can find us on social media or shoot us an email. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews students from the agency, a student-run advertising and design firm. Until then, stay inside, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.